0: All right, how many brought your Bible today? Good, let's go uh, over to the book of Romans, chapter 1, Romans 1, and also 2 Corinthians 5. And let's go ahead and pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you today for this time we have together. We ask you to speak to our hearts Give us the word for the hour, the message for today, that we all might be edified and built up, strengthened in your word, your will, and your plan. Lord, you're directing our steps and ordering our paths. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. All right, Romans 1, 17 says, For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Let's say that together. The just shall live by faith. And then 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 7, 5-7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. Say it with me. For we walk by faith, not by sight. The NIV says it this way. We live by faith, not by sight. And then the NLT says, For we live by believing and not by seeing. And so uh, we began a series a couple weeks ago called Living by Faith. And uh, is that of any value to you to live by faith, to know how to, to understand the principles of the faith life? It is of tremendous value once we understand what the potential really is. And it's not that learning about faith causes faith, but learning there shows us our potential of what is available to us if we'll live the faith life. And so it's not something that we approach uh, just in times of crisis. ...or in times of need, but it is the way that we are to live uh, in this covenant or in our relationship with the Lord. See, before you were saved, you lived by sight. Basically lived based upon your five physical senses, the information they gave you that determined the decisions that you made, the actions that you took in life. But now we've got a another influence, <laughs> It is called the living Word of God. It's called what God has said, even though I don't see it or may not feel it, I'm going to act as if it's true, as if that's right, and that is to govern our lives. A faith person lives by the Word of God, okay? And so we finished last time in Acts 27 and verse 25 where the Apostle Paul said, Therefore take heart, men, for I believe God that it will be just as it was told me. Notice he didn't say, again, I just believe God or I just believe in God. He said, no, I believe what God said to me. I believe that it will happen in my life exactly as it was told me. Not just exactly as I want it to happen or You know what I'm talking about? He said, I believe it'll happen according to what God said would happen. That is the foundation of the life of faith. What has the Lord said? And so living by faith must have practical application. It must alter my life in some capacity or it's just theory. And how many know what you believe is already coming through your life? It really is. I mean, you may be able to put on for a while. I may be able to learn some lines and act a certain way for a period of time. But if you're around me long enough, you're going to find out what I believe. If I'm around you long enough, you're going to start talking. And you're going to start doing things in relationship to what your belief is. Therefore, it is of vital importance that we get our believing straight. Okay. In other words, that our faith is directed in the right way and we believe the right thing. When that is the case, it will alter our lives, it will tremendously influence and impact our decisions, our words, our actions, everything we do in a positive way. And so there must be very specific and identifiable um, things to to our belief um, in the various aspects of our lives. We cannot just be believing God in some nebulous way. I just believe God. Well, What does that mean? With too many people, it doesn't mean anything. It's not specific enough. Okay? Sometimes people will ask the question, Do you have enough faith? Or, Do I have enough faith? And to me, that just doesn't really cut it as a good question. Because I'm not so much interested in how much faith a person has as I am interested in what they believe. Because we all believe certain things... Um, about God, about ourselves, about our future, and uh, do you have enough faith? What does that mean? Uh, faith in what? Someone said, well, faith in God. Well, who is God? How I mean, you know, No, you have to answer that question to validate the first question. If I don't know who God is, I can't have faith in God. If I don't know something specific about Him, then my faith in Him is too nebulous. My faith in Him doesn't have a target as far as something that will impact and influence my life. Some say, well, I believe in who God is. Okay, who is He? And if I can't answer the question, who is He, uh, then I'm shooting in the dark. Okay? We must be able to answer specific questions as to the nature and will of God. If I, I can't believe what I don't know you and i can never have faith beyond our knowledge sometimes it's it's said that uh people will say that uh i'm i don't know what to do so i'm living by faith no or i don't know so uh, I, you know they'll say faith is walking in the unknown well faith is not walking in the unknown faith is walking in the unseen if i don't know something I have no basis or foundation for my faith. Does that, everybody understand that? That doesn't mean I know everything. That doesn't mean I have to have to know everything to live by faith. But I can only live by faith in relationship to what I do know. Someone said, well, I don't know what to do. <laughs> can I live by faith? You, you have to back up and find something you do know what to do. In proportion to that, you can live the faith life. And as you do that, that's when the Lord shows us more. And then we can progress living by faith. Everybody with me on that? I hope that's not too deep. That's pretty elementary. It's pretty basic. But you hear wrong concepts about the faith life frequently. I don't know what to do. I'm just stepping out in faith. Stop. You're going to sink, man. <laughs> You've got to find out what to do before you can step out in faith. All right. And so that's what we've got to get established in our lives is finding out. The will of God. The word of God. It is of tremendous value to know what this book says. (laughs) Man, it helps in everything. And it is essential for the faith life. Uh, Amen. I was talking to a guy a while back. And he has a relative. And this person's relative... Well, no, that was the relative. That person... <laughs> that, that lady's daughter, young daughter, had a lot of physical problems. Um, real young, having surgeries, having a lot of challenges physically, a lot of, a lot of bad stuff. And so, um, in our discussion, of course, I'm coming at this from a uh, healing, faith and healing side. Let's believe God for the child to get well, to overcome. But because of the, the framework of this person's belief, I kind of get cut off um, from the potential of helping. And their belief has to, it basically has to do with, you know, whatever's happening is God's will. God is sovereign over all, so if someone is going through that, that's just God working out His plan. Um, you know, you hear that in, in funeral services all the time, uh, you know, This is just God's will, it's just God's time, it's just God's plan. And and none of that's true, none of that's accurate. People just don't know what to say so they make stuff up and slap God on the end of it. It's sad because it hurts people's faith. It hurts people's ability to overcome. And anyway, in this situation, um, he basically said to me because he was waiting for me to say this and i wouldn't say it and i knew he wanted me to say it and i wouldn't say it so he basically accused me of saying it he said you're just saying that she doesn't have enough faith and he real because that's basically his belief system is that everyone like me will say that if someone doesn't get their healing or their miracle then my only answer to that is well you just don't have enough faith and because I didn't say that, again, he said that I said that. <laughs> I said, no, actually, I didn't say that, but you said that. But here's the answer. Here, here Here's the situation I was trying to get at. It's I wasn't so much going to point out and say she has faith or doesn't have faith or doesn't have enough faith. Actually, as a child of God, I could biblically tell her that she does have faith. Okay? The problem is is what she believed. It's not if she believed something. It's what she she believed was in relationship to her ability to to help her child overcome by god's power okay and here's the thing if someone is told again and again and again things like well your problem that's god's plan your sickness that's god's will or your tragedy, your circumstance in life, that's just God working out in His sovereignty His, um, His plan for your life. If someone is told that and taught that, it's impossible for them to believe otherwise. Right. I cannot consistently be taught incorrectly and have correct belief. And if my believing is there, if it's present but incorrect, it will hinder me from receiving God's best and God's promises. Everybody with me on this? It's not a matter of, do I have enough faith? No, just tell me what you believe. If I, if you want my help, if I can help you, I need to know what you believe. Not, do you believe? Because you do believe something. <laughs> but what do you believe? And if it's not accurate, it's going to be a, a hinder hindrance. But if it is accurate, get ready. Because now you're tapping into God's supernatural provision. You're able to pull things out of the unseen realm into the seen realm. Yeah, it's in the potential of every one of us here today. Okay. And so what do you believe about the various aspects of your life? What do you believe about God's will? Is His will, what is His will for you? And that's a big subject that I can't just answer right now, but I can answer in a general way. I believe God's will for me is good. And it's based on certain scriptures. That that He has my best interest at heart. In mind, he he wants good things for me. He wants me to be happy and fulfilled and productive and fruitful and blessed and so forth. I know that about him. That helps me relate to him. Amen. If I don't believe that, that screws everything up. Hmm. What do you believe about about prayer? So I think prayer is a good thing. Uh, <laughs> well, good. I agree with that but you got to go further than that a lot of times people you know that their belief about prayer is incorrect in this regard well I believe you know it helps sometimes well that doesn't motivate me to pray sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't I believe God says sometimes he says yes sometimes he says no sometimes he says maybe so that's what I believe (laughs) well why, why would you believe that Why would we believe anything that we believe? It's oftentimes based on experience or someone else told us or I've always grown up believing this. It's just been I've believed that for a long time. But we've got to analyze the source. If it didn't come from the word of God, it's time to change our belief. Yeah, it's time to change. (laughs) What, what, What do we believe about? What do you believe about prosperity? God's will to bless you cause you to financially increase see there's a lot of people that believe that it's that's bad Ooh, stay away from that i don't know how you can be a christian and not believe in prosperity you don't love you don't love the world you want to give little dinky offerings all your life sheesh (laughs) you can see what i believe about it and obviously i'm not teaching on these things i'm just throwing them out what do you believe about because what you believe about it will influence your life what do you believe about health and healing for your own body What about peace and joy? You know, know, what if you're told that the thing that God values and esteems more highly than others in our lives is that when we get together, we are very somber, we are very still, no emotion, it's all meditative. It's all, now I'm just saying, what if you're told that that's what God wants, that that's what He values, that's what He wants from us, no emotion, you know, uh, that, that, that that we're to be that way. Well, if you believe that, but let's say it wasn't true, for example. Let's say God wanted to make you laugh and make you smile he wanted to give you joy overflowing and let you have a have a time in your life and when we gather and just uh, enjoy life let's say that was true but we were told the other how many know every time we got in a situation where joy started bubbling up we started getting happy we'd resist it if we were really committed to him i mean we'd say hmm. I mean, if we got in church and something was said of a humorous nature, we were tempted to smile and laugh, (laughs) wouldn't we do that, wouldn't we? I mean, our belief would cause us, watch, to resist what God wanted for us, yeah, but if we found out, you know what, God's okay with being still and that and, and, and meditation and that's a biblical thing but it's also his will that we enjoy that we celebrate that we that we have a, a holy ghost party you know we're having a good time then how many know we'd yield to that yeah we'd we'd sense his leading and these things stirring up inside of us and we'd give ourselves to it what if we found out God wanted to do some other things we would be looking for it if we believed that this was his plan, his will, we'd look for him to do that. Right? It's like anyone you know in the natural. If you knew something about them. Man, this guy, this friend of mine, you got to meet him. He is just hilarious. If I told you this about him, he is so funny to be around. If you got around him, you'd be looking for him to start cracking jokes. You'd be thinking this guy's about to cut loose. Right? And so you give place to that. I want to give place to what God really wants to do. But if I don't believe that's the way he is, I'll resist it. I won't give place to it. What do you believe about your relationships? What does God want for you? If you're married, how does God want you to treat your spouse? Someone said, well, uh, nice. Uh, No, no, no. Let's not be, we got to be more specific. If I am able to walk by faith, I've got to know what he wants got to know what He said, what His Word has given me. So I can act on that and let His power and blessing and everything He wants to do be manifest in me. And so the, what's the foundation of what you believe? Again, that's the answer to every everything we ask about. My next question is why. What I like to do sometimes when people make a dogmatic statement, an absolute statement, whether it's on Facebook or they're just talking, as I'm talking about a believer now, a Christian. I want to say, well, what, what verse was that? I mean, when you say something absolutely dogmatic, this is it, period, there's no other way, this is this is just the way things are, what verse is that? And because what I find is we pull things out of the air. and We accept them and adapt them and say, this is what I believe. This is just the way things are. I don't want to be that way. Because a lot of things are just not true. And if I attach my believing to it, it's going to lead me the wrong direction. Let's go over to Romans chapter 10. What Bible verses do you have to substantiate your belief? Okay, Romans 10, verse 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. You see what we're saying here, what the word is saying here, back to what Paul said. I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. Faith comes by hearing what God has said. I'm not just going to say, I just have faith in God. I just believe in God. You believe in God what? Faith comes by hearing what God has said to me. What has the Lord said to me? If I don't know anything that He said, I have no foundation for my belief. I've got to know what He said. Look at at verse 14. How then shall they call on Him whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in Him of whom they have not heard? What's the answer to that? You can't. If I don't know something specific about God, I can't have faith in Him. I know this is, this is pretty simple today. This seems pretty elementary. But listen, people miss it all day long in some of the simplest things. I'm just trusting God. You're trusting God for what? Oh, I'm just trusting God. (laughs) Just pray for me. Just pray and believe. (laughs) Pray and believe what? So I just want you to pray for me. Well, what? Pray what? What do you want God to do for you? Did he say he would? Uh, No, I'm just going to believe. I'm just going to believe in faith. You ever hear that one? For one, that doesn't make any sense. Stop saying that. I'm just going to believe in faith. (laughs) Faith is not the foundation of faith. I'm not going to stand on faith. Faith does not hold you up. (laughs) What does? A revelation of God's word when I know what God has said to me, that is a foundation for me to stand. Someone said I I believe I'm just gonna believe that Pastor Mark is gonna come by my house today at three (laughs) thirty. I believe that. You do? Yes. I believe. I just believe. I'm believing by faith. I'm I'm just trusting. We say all the words, get all the words in there. I have confidence, <laughs> expectation. That Pastor Mark's coming by my house at 3.30 today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I believe. Why do you believe that? Well, no, I just believe it. I can believe whatever I want to believe, right? Someone said, I, <laughs> they said, I just believe that he's going to come. Guess what? <laughs> I'm not coming. <laughs> Why would you think I would? Well, I just believe that. Baloney. There's no foundation for that. The only way you could believe that I'm coming by your house at 3:30 is if I told you. I'm coming to the house at 3:30. And if I was a person of my word, then you could say, I believe that Pastor Mark is coming by my house at 3:30 today. But you see how people just choose to I just believe. I'm just believing. Well, I believe. <laughs> I, well, I <laughs> they'll hear what someone else well I believe. Well, I just believe. Why do you believe it? What's the basis for it? What's the foundation for that? <laughs> it's pretty simple, but this will save us all kinds of you know, faith failures where we're just praying about stuff. I'm just praying. I just believe in. We have no basis for our believing or our praying, and nothing happens, and so it hurts us the next time we go to pray. Amen. And then what we end up believing is, I believe that this probably won't work. <laughs> I mean, we won't say it, but people go to pray, and that's what their belief is. I believe this is a long shot. <laughs> we wouldn't say that. We say, I believe. You believe? Yes, I believe. You believe? Yeah, I believe too. You believe? We all believe. But one person believes it will work. One police person believes it doesn't work. One per- person believes that, you know, it would be a miracle if this works. And what they mean by that is that's a long shot because miracles don't really happen in their belief system. Well, I'm having fun if you're not. Uh, living by faith, again, now watch, is living by the revealed word of God. Faith comes by hearing what God has said. I know what God wants. I know what He said. I know what He's promised. I live by that. If He hasn't said anything, I don't have anything to believe. If He hasn't told me what He wants to do, what what He plans for me, I don't have any, any basis to walk by faith. That's why being taught the Word of God is of such tremendous value. If I know the revealed Word of God to me, I'm laughing. But if I don't, Again, I'm spitting in the wind. I'm shooting in the dark. Uh, it's just, I'm just guessing. And I'm going to, because I've been around long enough, I know how I need to slap the right lingo on it. I'm believing. Faith comes from a revelation of God's Word. What do you know? What has God revealed to you? Let, let me say this also while we're talking. That language there, faith comes by hearing and hearing um, and hearing by the Word of God, that's often been explained like this, that you need to hear something repeatedly again and again and again and again and again, and again to have faith. That is both good and a potential trap. Okay. The good side is this. It is absolutely true that we benefit greatly from hearing God's word over and over and over. Even the same word. Reading the same scripture. Hearing the same teaching. uh, Again and again and again and again. Because revelation can come, oftentimes, uh, greater insights the more you hear something and give your mind to it. But what I don't want us to come out of this with is this mindset that unless I hear something a hundred times... I can't have faith, I don't truly have faith for it. Or unless I make confession of God's word thousands of times, I, my heart, I don't really have faith to believe it. Okay? You can believe something the first time you hear it. You really can Some people get saved the first time they hear the gospel. They hear it and, yes, I'm in. I'm all, I'm all about this. People get healed the first time they hear about healing. God wants you well. Really? Yeah, really. Bam, they get, they've get, received from God. But some of us have gotten ourselves into a works trap. We're almost like, oh, I've got to hear it so many more times. No, meditate or hear things again because it benefits and more revelation comes. But listen, the moment we see it, the veil is pulled back and I see what really is. Faith is present. I have the ability to grab hold of the promises of God that very moment let's go over to Matthew 14 and so we do want to hear again and again uh, you know it keeps us conscious of spiritual reality we're always confronted with the natural world and uh, this must be countered but I want to encourage you today you don't need part four of this message to benefit from part three It's not uncommon when I start a a message series, I mean, God will give me something good, in the very first part of the series, it'll just be bam, I mean, nailed that thing on the head, revelation came forward, and people come and say, I can't wait for the rest of this series. Well, good, but what did you get out of this? What was already said, could you apply that to your life today? I don't want to be the kind of person who's always putting something off, say, ah, my answer's coming now. Maybe your answer is already here. Maybe we believe what we have heard. Okay, uh, Matthew 14. Everybody got it? Jesus told his disciples to go to the other side of the sea here, get in the boat, giddy-up, go on over. Verse 24. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary... Now, in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, Come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Now, Peter's water walking journey here um, was that how did he do that? How how did Peter walk on the water? Didn't he 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 had to have done that by faith, right? It, it was not a natural event. It was not something he learned, you know, where he took the class, read the book you know went through the course got the card you know water walker and he practiced for month after month and then he finally got it down where he could walk on water no that's not true it was a, it took supernatural power it was not a natural thing that he could do i used to try to stay on top of the water it was behind a boat and uh, we used to, grow, uh, you know, we used to go water skiing a lot when I was young. And one of the things we all wanted to do was was barefoot, barefoot ski. And we didn't have some of the equipment that would would have been helpful, you know, like the boom that comes out the side of the boat. Some of you have that. How many are, how many barefoot skiers do we have here? Wow. <laughs> the things you learn. But uh, so we, we'd get behind the, we had a jet boat, and, and, and we'd get behind the boat and, you know, get up on the slalom ski, so we're out there, and we'd get going, we'd put pedal to the metal, and it was pretty fast. We figure around 60 miles an hour we're going uh, across the water, because we figured you had to go fast to stay up without a ski. <laughs> Is that true? I don't know. <laughs> That's what we figured. <laughs> and we'd get you know, we're cruising, we'd do the, and then, uh, you know, and then take the foot out of the back, and you're going fast, so, so you'd bend a little bit, and then get it on the water, and you're going fast, you're getting ready, you start to put a little pressure over there to get that other foot out, and bam! <laughs> and hit and hit the water, and uh, when you're going fast, you can feel that, <laughs> and uh and uh, and and so we'd work on that and uh, you know eventually got to the place uh where we you know I'd get the foot on the water and be up for a second but I never really lasted more than a second or two and bam <laughs> and so we so then we would try other other routes like uh starting without a ski you just get in the water and uh hold on to the rope and you they you take off put it to, and first you go down for some reason And if you can hold on, you come back up, and the water comes across your face, and then you're just kind of on top of the water. And maybe there's a strategy, but we didn't have any books or anything to read uh, or classes to take, so you try to turn, you know, because you want to get your feet around in front so you can stand up. Getting tired of thinking about it. My point is this. Water walking is a supernatural event. <laughs> Peter wasn't, wasn't behind a boat with a, with a rope. But he walked on the water. But how did he do that? He did it by faith. Did he just say, you know what? Today's my day. I'm going to walk on the water. I'm going to walk on the water. I'm going to walk on the water. I've heard stories of people in recent days, modern times. I heard a story about a guy one time who got all of his friends around his relative, unsaved, family and friends, and in his backyard, and he had a swimming pool, and he was about—he was going to show them how God was real. And he was going to show them how God was alive, and he was going to walk on the swimming pool. And that didn't work. And that didn't turn out so well. And uh, I remember reading another story about a guy who, who was getting to walk off the dock onto the lake or the ocean, and so he got a good run at it. <laughs> which should, should raise questions in his mind. Is this going to work because I'm running fast? Like if you're running fast enough, you can then stay up? Uh, and that didn't work. You know one thing these people lacked? The one thing. They lacked a word from God. Jesus told Peter, come. And he walked on sea o-m-e the revelation of god's will held him up say could we walk on water absolutely if god gives us a word you can do anything god tells you but we don't have a promise for that specifically if you believe, if you're a believer, if you <laughs> then you can walk on water. No, we need to do what we do in relationship to God's revealed word and plan for our lives. If we don't have it, we're not walking by faith and we can't walk by faith. That's why it's of such tremendous value to find out what the Lord is saying. Amen. Let me give you one more today. First John, John chapter 5. What scripture have you found that you absolutely know? This is God's promise to me. If you have that, it doesn't matter what it looks like or, or who else believes it. You have a revelation of God's will for your life. And you're laughing. You are walking by faith and you'll see his power come become manifest in you. 1 John 5. Let's read here verse 14. It says, now this is the confidence that we have in Him. Confidence, that's a faith word, right? That if we ask anything according to His, what? His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of Him. So if I know that God Uh, hears me I know I have what he asked how do I know he hears me just simply if I ask according to his word God's will is revealed through his word he says what he means he means what he says if I can find God's word on it I know I have his will on the subject if I know that I'm asking according to his will I know it's done what if I'm not sure if God wants me to have it faith is impossible impossible if i'm not sure if god wants me healed for example impossible for me to have faith for healing not not low percentage zero percentage if i don't know if god wants to give me a job impossible for me to walk by faith and pray for that amen if i don't know god wants me married impossible for me to I'm already married but you know uh, <laughs> impossible for me to believe that he'll send me a per- send me a spouse impossible see how a lot of people are doing a lot of praying it's not working because they not they're not established in anything yet a lot of people just hoping things happen just hoping and a praying as people say we need to quit what thus saith the lord What Bible verse do you have as the foundation of your faith? What are you walking on? And if there's not a concrete and firm answer that says, I know God wants this for me, either primarily, it's a a written word. Secondarily, it's what God has shown you through your time of prayer that He's going to do for you. And if you have that, it'll hold you up. It'll hold you up in the face of anything. But if we don't have it, let's stop calling it faith let's stop saying I'm believing because all we're believing is it might work. All we're believing is God is. But we need to get over into the reward side, don't we? Amen. And so, what are you believing? And why do you believe it? And as we analyze these principles and truths, it will help us tremendously in our faith journey. Knowing this, does it cause faith to rise? Not really, but it shows us the potential that whatever we know about God that's true, the revelation that we have, that now becomes a reality in our lives. I've got to find out something. I've got to know His will and His word. Then, in accordance with that, I can walk by faith. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Well, let's stop there. We'll pick up next week. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you today for your... Your love, your spirit moving in us, working through us, causing us to understand, to grow and increase in the knowledge of your will and of your ways. Lord, you're showing us who you really are, what's really true about you. Thank you for working in us today. You're helping us. You're helping us to see. May a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you be given to each one, every one of us today. And we thank you for it, for what we do know of you. What we do know is right and correct, Lord, we trust, because you are faithful. And everything you show us, we choose and purpose in our heart to believe and look on that only, not on the things that are all around us. Oh, we give you thanks, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen, amen. God is good. Thank you, Lord.